So my uh, my message for last night for today's message said New Year's every day. You know, Happy New Year's every day. That would be the title of my message today. You know, because it's a little early for a New Year's message. However, if you think about it, you want to get ready now for the New Year's. You want to. You don't want to go on the you know New Year's Eve and be like, all right, all right, all right. Here's everything that I want to change. And then by the end of your list, you'll realize that it's too late. And you'll feel like a failure before the year even starts. And you will be like, okay, I guess I'll wait till 2022. <laughs> See, and that's, that's not what we want to do. So, so we're going to prepare today. And we're just going to learn some very simple things. Um, and uh, what does God say about this stuff so that we can be ready now, you know. I said grab 2021 by the horns before it tries to drag you by the feet. You know, some people felt like 2020 dragged them out of bed in the cold of the night by their feet and just they could they didn't have a say, you know, and uh, we are not victims. We are powerful. Second Timothy 1 7 says we were not given a spirit of fear, but of power, love and self-control. Right. Powerful. Say I'm powerful. I'm powerful. See what you're powerful. What you believe changes. the world. We declare that every week. But, you know, do we feel that way, you know, during the week when we're, you know, going about our day? And do we feel powerful, you know? And so today let's, um, we all like new beginnings. This, who likes new beginnings? I like new beginnings. Why do people like new beginnings? They like a clean slate, right? Why? Because they've messed up. If you have a perfect record, why start again, right? It's like a... If you have a perfect record, why would you want to start again? You have a trophy of a history to show. But that's not the case, right? We make mistakes. We, we like, oh, I wish I did that different. I wish I reacted differently. I wish I, you know, I wish I wish I wish I wish I wish I wish. You know, there's a song like that. It's a children's song. But uh, we all like new beginnings. Why? Because it gives us a new opportunity. You know, and, and sadly, many people wait way too long. To start again. You know, I love how Nick does it. Nick's like, sometimes he restarts his day in the middle of the day. Yeah. Like, I'm having a bad day. You know what? Reset, you know. <laughs> Anybody ever played Nintendo? You know? And there was a reset button that wiped everything. Did your mom and dad ever accidentally? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was the end of the world. There's no memory cards there is no save it. There is no cloud. Nothing. It was like, oops. And it starts again. You know? But some people really like that. And so God designed it that way. You know? And so we're going to talk a little bit about that because we like the clean, we like the feeling of a new, oh, you know, let me just start with no issues. Why? Because a clean slate has no issues, no record of wrong. Interesting. That's how God describes also love, right? Love keeps no record of wrong. You know, how he tells us to not let the anger, the sun go down our, on our anger. Right? And so if you, if you start studying the word and you, you, you realize how God designed things, you, you'll find out that he's full of reset buttons everywhere. You know, in Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, actually, let's just go there and we're going to read the whole uh, thing. If you did not know, Lamentations is a book in the Bible. 
not making it up, you know. It's somewhere in there. Some of you might have to go to your index or go to your, um, <laughs> you know, your other, um, your app, your app. It's Old Testament. Yes, it is on the Old Testament. Can we even find it on the screen? <laughs> Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. Lamentations, Old Testament. It's there in between the prophets. Hey, here we go. It says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Okay, his mercies never cease. And verse 23 says, great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. You know, many of you know the scripture as, his mercies are new every morning. Every morning. Every morning, the mercies of the Lord are new. You know, we don't have to wait a whole year to start over. His mercies are new every morning. And like Nick, if you had a bad day, then start it over. You can't. How do you do that? It starts with a thought. You know? Because what happens is when something's going bad, you know, and we start just falling down that same cycle, you know, we, we have this hopelessness feeling like, oh, man, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot of work to clean this up, you know. But with God, his mercies are new every morning. You know, and um, I'm going to show you something here. Uh, we have, you know, we, we talk a lot about, uh, a lot about um, uh, neurological things and um, neuroscience, and, and one of the things uh, that happens inside of us is we have these mentalities and these uh, ways of thinking, and they, are, they, they look like trees, you know, kind of like, 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 like trees, and they have lots of little branches, and um, I'm not the best, uh, you know, person at drawing, but um, thank you, <sighs> thank you, thank you, okay, so this is a tree, okay? And these are branches. And so what happens is when we, when we have a, uh, let's just say that this is your mentality about, uh, about money, okay? Or, or about health or um, whatever, you know. Whatever is the strongest in your mind right now, relationships. And you have these mentalities. This is how you think about these things. And then you start dwelling on these. And uh, as Dr. Matt has said, we have about 80,000 thoughts a day. And about 90% of them are the same ones as the day before. Right. Or no, they're negative. Negative thoughts. Negative thoughts. And the majority of those are negative, right? So in other words, you have these thoughts that you think again every day. You know, it's like that movie. The, what's that movie called? Groundhog Day, right? Like, how many of you have seen that movie? It seems pretty silly, right? It seems like... Okay, why is, you know, the same thing over and over? But that's really what we do, too. When you have the same, same thoughts, okay, you're just repeating the same stuff again. And there's nothing wrong if they're good thoughts, but if most of them are negative, then you're bound to be in the same place again and again and again, right? And so, 
here's how real the word of God is. You know, Lamentations 3.22 and 23 says his mercies are new every morning. Did you know there's something called neurogenesis, which means that every morning when you wake up from having slept and rested, you wake up with new baby nerves, new baby uh, cells, nerve cells, neurons in your brain that are, are your disposal ready to be used for whatever it is. So if you have a, a negative, you know, mentality here, you know, that is 80% of your thoughts, and you wake up in the, mo- in the morning, now you have new baby nerve cells, and you go, oh yeah, just go back up onto that same tree of negativity and toxicity and, and all this stuff. And you're just using the new day for the same old negative stuff that you did before. So God is giving us an opportunity to start again every day. Every day you have new mercies in a literal way inside your brain that are ready to help you build something new. Have a new thought. Have a new way of thinking. You know, reaction, we say that reaction is everything. And I teach my kids that all the time. Reaction is everything, you know. Because it's a, it's a strong, full of emotion, thoughts, right, that are going to go and they're going to meditate in whatever is happening here, whatever the situation is, and it's just going to make it a bigger tree. So if you have negative thoughts about relationships, if you have negative thoughts about money, if you have negative thoughts about health, if you have negative thoughts about, you know, whatever it is, you wake up every morning, you go, all right, here, baby, nerve cells, go and just make that negative thought stronger. Make that wrong mentality even stronger. Go ahead and, yes, the same things that I believe about myself, how I'm not good enough, how I'm probably not going to be any better this year and all those things. Just go ahead and just climb up on that tree and you go ahead and waste everything that is the new mercies of God for that day. So what, what do we do now that we know this stuff? You know, it, there's hope because the Lord says there's new mercies every morning, right? Every morning. Now we know this too, like, you literally have, God is deposited inside your brain ways to help you. You know, you can start chopping down this tree, right? You know, get it at the root. Go to Sozo, do whatever you need, right? Get it at the root and start building a new tree, right? A new thought about whatever it is that is going on in your life. Whatever mentality is twisted, it's wrong, it's toxic, it's not right. And start, you know, new morning, you know, I'm starting to build a new thought. You know, it might, might, might be a little thin, you know, but I'm starting there. Go, to me, uh, go with me to uh, Psalms 118. These are good news, right? Psalms 118, and we're going to go to verse 24. says, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know, it's a new day. You know, that should be a scripture that you're with every morning. That you wake up, you're like, you know, this is a new day. This is a new day, right? You know, there's, um, go with me to uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Let's read that. You, you want to, you know, I forgot to um, say hello to anybody watching online. You want to write these down. I want to be ready for the new year before the new year gets here. Um, So I'm going to make my plan now. 
There is uh, 21 days before the first Sunday of January. From now, from today, there's 21 days before the first Sunday of January. Now, we've all heard that it takes 21 days to build a new habit, right? To break an old one. But it's not just some random number somebody came up with. You know, it is, it is scientifically proven, you know, that if you have a wrong mentality about something, it takes right about 21 days of intense meditating and the lie that you believe, the new truth that you're choosing to believe, right? And, and, and doing 17 minutes of that every morning for 21 days. And what you will find is you will completely erase this old tree and build a new one. 21 days. You know that most people don't change more than eight things in their whole life? In their whole life. Why? Because we have the same thoughts that we had the day before every day. Hey, this is an exciting message. I don't know why you're so quiet. Like, these are good news. Right? Jesus' blood paid for everything, and the gospel just, it, it gives us promises. It's full of promises, full of good things. So you have the whole, all the ingredients at your disposal. They're right here in, in front of you. I love what Nick says, you know, there's no victims in the body of Christ, only willing participants. <laughs> that is so true. Because the Bible tells us that everything for life and godliness has been given to us. Everything you'll ever need to accomplish your purpose, to feel fulfilled and thriving in life and everything has already been put inside of you. Everything. God didn't miss a thing. The finished work of the cross was finished. It's complete. So you have all the ingredients before you, you know. What are you doing with them this morning? What are you doing then tomorrow morning? You know, how are you getting ready for 2021? You know, I, I can tell you that some people are on hold. They've been on hold for a long time. They're waiting to see what's going to happen. I'm telling you, stop waiting to see what's going to happen and make it happen. Don't wait around. God never told us to wait around. He didn't tell us to go, you know, he didn't tell Elijah, go hide in a cave. But you know why Elijah went to hide in the cave? Because the spirit of Jezebel came and threatened him. And the spirit of Jezebel says, shut up or else. And many people have been told by the spirit of fear, shut up or else. Go hide or else. Don't do that or else. And that's the fear that comes and paralyzes us. So maybe you've lost some time. Maybe you lost some time. Or maybe you're, you're still, you know, kind of just like holding back, waiting. You know, let's not do that anymore. You know, Elijah forgot that he had just had a major victory. Like this, this happened right after he, um, he defeated all the prophets of Baal. Elijah had a, a challenge with the prophets of Baal. Who, who were uh, Jezebel's pawns. And, uh, you know, he said, all right, we're going to, you know, we're going to see whose God is the real God, whose God is alive, right? And he's like, all right, here's my altar, okay? You guys do your altar, and then we'll call on our gods, and the God that consumes with fire the offering, that's the real God, right? So the prophets of Baal did their 
did their dances, did their worship, cut themselves up, and, you know, and call out for their God, and, and their God never responded. And then Elijah, after, you know, a long time, he's like, all right, it's my turn. And he has his altar, and he has stones, and he's like, hey, why don't you pour some water on it, too, you know? And what happens? The fire God comes and consumes even the stones. Major victory. You know what happens after that? It's rated R, so let me scan the room. Okay. He cuts all their heads off. Kills all the prophets of Baal. And after that major victory, somehow... The spirit of Jezebel, which is full of fear and threat, it's a spirit that tries to control and manipulate you, right? You know, threatens them. It goes, I'm going to come get you, Elijah, and I'm going to kill you. And he goes and hides in a cave. You're like, wait a minute. Didn't he just, like, had a major victory? Why is he hiding in a cave? Because he forgot. He forgot he didn't keep in remembrance the things that God had done, had just done, right? And many times the reason we go in and we hide in caves or we, or we let fear have a hold on us is because we forget the things that God did. You know, that's why Thanksgiving is not just an event that happens in the year, but it's something that we need to live in Thanksgiving and in commemorating the history of the things that God has done for us. It's like, wait a minute. God healed me of like something 10 times more deadly and worse than this, right? I forgot about that. Why am I afraid of even getting infected? Just saying. I mean, because we forget sometimes, right? But everybody's scared. Well, we're not everybody. We thought we weren't going to get it, and we got it. Well, God healed us. But some people did die. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And that's really, really sad. But it doesn't change the word of God. Right? It does, it's not supposed to change the way we live on the word of God. We're not, you know, yes, yes, there was losses. And we don't know. We don't have the answer for everything. But we do know that the one thing we can be sure of and stand up on is the word of God. It's what he did, you know. So the things that we don't know, we don't question and change the way we live. We put them on a shelf to ask God one day. But we continue to live based on his word because it's the only sure thing that we do have. It's the only true promises that we know that are a solid foundation. Are you with me? And so... By no means are we, you know, not considerate of, of, of people. We've lost people, too, you know. And there's no way of knowing what would have happened or if we had done this or not done that or done this or done that, you know. What we can change is us and we can change is today. Right? So um, we were reading in, okay, so, we read Psalms. Now go with me to the book of um, Isaiah. Okay, yeah, Isaiah. Did we read Second Corinthians? We didn't read Second Corinthians, right? Um, okay, Second Corinthians five seventeen. 
How many of you know that one by heart? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, um, And he died for all, that those who that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. And go to verse, uh, wait, 517. Yeah, I am. Second Corinthians 517. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I read the wrong one. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. See, God is a God of, of new. Are we in Christ? Yes, we are in Christ. Okay, so do you belong to Christ? Yes, and we are then a new person. See, I, this is what I love about God. I mean, he likes to make things new. He doesn't uh, just dust them off, right? He doesn't just clean them up. Like, he makes them completely new. He, he's a God of what? Transformation. He's not a, a handy fixer-upper only, you know. He transforms everything and makes it into new creations. So we are new creations in Christ Jesus. And, um, and this is what I love. It says, I was reading verse 14 earlier. Um, Anyone is in Christ, new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And many people think, like, well, how many times can I say that? Does it only apply to, like, when you get saved? No, it's when are his mercies. His mercies are new every morning. He's a God of new beginnings. Why? Because his grace will allow you to start over again and again and again. See, something that grace does, you know, a lot of times, for, for the longest time, I thought that grace was this thing that, you know, if I messed up, you know, he forgave me and I start from the bottom again. But grace is like, it holds you up. So you make a mistake, grace allows you to continue from where you were at. It doesn't bring you down, okay, all right, well, you were in level nine, you know, like, like, like that first Nintendo, like Mario, you know. And if you just ran out of lives, you had to start from world one. And, um, and that was very hopeless. But with God, it's not that way. God has memory cards. Right? That's why God is so amazing at restoring people who, who walked with God for a long time and then fell off their horse and got hurt and went away. And a lot of times there's a hopelessness thing that, that says, yes, you know, you're gonna, if you come back to the Lord, you're going to have to start again from zero. But that's not the grace of God. The grace of God restores you right back to where you were. If you remember, the prodigal son story clearly depicts this because, you know, when he came back, he wasn't like, all right, yeah, you can be a servant and earn everything back up. No, he restored him right back up to where he was in his sonship, right? So God restores us to the place where we were, right? His grace does that for us. Isn't that amazing? You skipped a few years. You fell off the bandwagon a little bit. The grace of God brings you right back up, restores you, puts a ring back on you, a robe, right? And says, and calls you a son, not a servant. So he makes all things new. The old has gone, the new has come. Now I want to go to Isaiah 43, 19. Isaiah 43, 19. 
This is what the Lord is telling all of us today. He's amazing. He, he, he's not taking, listen, he's not taking 2019 or 2020, rewrapping it and giving it to you again. I know some of you do that for Christmas and, you know, and your spouse will eventually catch on, but God doesn't do that. He doesn't re-gift you, you know, the previous year polished and no, he, he makes a new thing. And, and so this is the word that kept coming to me. It says, verse 19, see, I am doing a new thing. See, I am doing a new thing. See, God's giving new ideas. God's giving you new um, ideas for streams of income. He's giving you new business ideas. Um, we don't need to take the old ideas and, or the things that people were doing or have been doing. Like, God is a God of new ideas. You know, if you read that uh, traveler's book, it gives you a pretty good understanding of what, what is stored in heaven waiting for us. Sometimes we feel like we just have to follow the same old thing that everybody is doing. But if you spend enough time with the Holy Spirit, He will give you new ideas, new blends, <laughs> new formulas, new business models, right? You know, a lot of times the body of Christ is, is felt like they're the ones copying the world and trying to, you know, just do what the world does in a Christian way. But I want to tell you, like, God has ideas that are unique and that are first and they haven't been done before. And they're stored in place for us, you know, not just in ministry, but in the marketplace and in, in the way we influence the world and the way we do. Like, we are called to be the trendsetters, not the trend followers. And so I love this because God, this is a challenge. It's an invitation for you to come with God and say, okay, I'm willing to hear something new. I'm willing to know, you know, and venture in to something new with you. So it says, see, verse 17. Where did I go? 19, sorry. It says, well, verse 18 says, forget the former things. I do not dwell on the past. Who wants to forget 2020? We'll remember the good things. We'll remember the growth. We'll remember the victories. We'll remember the lessons that we learned, right? Because it would be foolish to not remember those things, right? But it says, verse 18, For, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Isn't that amazing? Like he... He's telling you, out of the places where you least expect them, where you least think I can do something from, right? He's the God that drew water out of the rock. Would you dare to dream with God? Be like, all right, God, you know, what are we going to do? I need a new idea. I need a new strategy. I need a new, what is the new thing that you're doing? Because here's the thing. If we're, not, if we're not seeking for the new thing that he's doing, then, then we're not responding to the invitation that he's making us. And we can just coast along with what the normal, what everybody else is doing, what the comfortable thing is. But we won't discover the new things that he wants to do in and through us. So God, what do you want to do? What is the new thing that you want to do? 
old has passed, all things are made new. You know, every morning when you spend time with the Lord, he gives you truth and you meditate on that truth and that tree continues to grow. So what I would ask the Lord is, okay, God, would you show me every morning what lies I'm believing so that I can cut them from the root? What lies are causing these reactions? And I want to use my new, my new regenesis, my new brain cells. Every morning, these baby ones, I'm going to put them towards the thoughts of God. God, what are you saying? What is the new thing that you want to do, God? You know, would you guide me today? Would you direct my steps? Would you show me how to do something new and strengthen these trees? But we're not going to do that unless we prepare, unless we are ready to go now and not till the new year comes. So make a plan. You know, what things you, what's the biggest thing that comes to mind that you want to change? What's the biggest thing that comes to mind that you're like, okay, I want this to change my life for next year? It starts with a thought. You know, what do you not like about yourself that you keep beating yourself about? Maybe it's your reactions. Maybe it's your, maybe you have anger issues. Maybe you get depressed. Maybe, um, you know, what is it? Let's start the year ready instead of letting the year come to us, and then we're running behind. Uh, a long time ago, I, I taught uh, about Kairos time and Kronos time. And Kronos, is, is, Kronos represents the god of, of time, of linear time, and Kairos represents uh, you know, God's timing. And if we live on Kronos time, then we're serving time instead of time serving us. Kronos is God's time. And time is created to serve us. But many people live running, you know, by chronos. Like, what time is it? I got to go. What time is it? I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do. And they never have time because they're serving time. They're following time. And time is never following them. Time is never serving them. But the way you get time to serve you and the way you create these, these opportunities that God is the one speaking to you and he's the one giving you new ideas is when you're in Kairos time. When you allow time for God to speak to you and to use your time properly. So this is not, it's not a teaching on time management, but if we don't prepare now for the year and we don't decide how we want the year to look in 2021, it's just, it's going to tell you what to do. And I know that, you know, a lot of, a lot of the mentality is like, well, we have to wait and see. You know, but now I realize we just need to make plans and go with it. We need to make plans and go for it. You know, the Bible says, you know, the Lord directs our steps. He's the one that directs our steps if we allow him to. So we make plans, and then God, would you direct our steps? What do you want this year? What do you want to change? Because there's no victims, right? So I want to pray, and I, and I just want to take a, a moment that you would hear from God, like not an overwhelming, you know, I know many things could come into mind, and, and I, this is a very simple concept that I just shared with you today, because it can be a new year every day, it can be a new mercy every day, it can be something new, you don't have to be just waiting for time to dictate your life, 
for things to happen. But you make a plan. The Lord directs your steps. There's new mercies every morning. Today I'm starting change. Today, you know what? I want to be healthier next year. Well, I have 21 days between now and the first Sunday of January. And guess what? I'm not starting January 1st. I'm starting today. You know, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow or mañana. I used that one way too much, like a long time ago. Today is the day of salvation. Faith is now. God is a God of today. So start planning today. Start new habits tomorrow. And by the first Sunday of the year, you could have changed something in your life that has been there for a long time that you didn't want there to be. Isn't it amazing? And that's just the first thing. So Holy Spirit, I ask you this morning that you would that you would speak to us right now and that you would point out exactly uh, the things that you want us to to work on. We want we want to be good steward of your new mercies every morning. We want to be good stewards of the new opportunities you give us every day. That every day is a day that you've made. Every day can be a good day. We can have an experience of New Year's all the time. We don't have to wait a year. We don't have to say another day, but we can start today because you give us new mercies every morning. You give us the grace for it. So I pray, Holy Spirit, right now that you would put in everybody's heart to be so intentional, so intentional about the things that we want for this new year, about the things that you want for us and how to direct our steps. God, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would be the voice, the loudest voice in our lives, that your word would be our solid foundation. I pray, God, that the things that we so many times say, I would love to be that or experience that, that it would become so easy because your mercies are new every morning, because we're full of hope, because even though we're pressed, we are not crushed. Even though we're persecuted, we're not abandoned. Even though we go through hard times, we're not hopeless. So I thank you, God, this morning that we are going to be a church, a family, a, a, a body known for being victorious, not victims, for seeing and experiencing change that it will be a movement that comes out of here that will teach people how to effectively experience transformation in their lives. I thank you, God. I thank you for everybody here and everybody that is watching, God. I thank you, Lord, that we can be 100% honest with ourselves and not be afraid of facing those things. And so I thank you, God, that in the next 20 days, 21 days, you will give us the grace to create new habits, to to cut down the old trees of negative mentalities, of toxic things in our lives. That we will start cutting these out, Lord, and that we will see victory in our lives. Every day, every day, every day getting better, every day getting stronger, every day cutting down the lies and putting your truth above all things. So I thank you, God. I praise you and I worship you in Jesus' name. Amen.